When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The War Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. The time has come for what you guys have definitely been waiting on us to talk about this Auburn versus Texas A&M mm. matchup. Let's look at the head-to-head here. Auburn uh, currently 3-0, and Texas A&M 2-1. and I didn't put that on there for some reason, but who cares? Uh game is coming up this Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on ESPN. Texas A&M favored in this game by a touchdown. The ESPN uh, Football Power Index has Texas A&M favored 67.2%. Texas A&M leads the series 9-12. to The last meeting, of course, famously the uh, game last year where Auburn won 13 to nothing. Very ugly game. Very ugly game, but Auburn pulled out the victory in Cadillac's first win as interim head coach. This game is going to be at College Station. Gentlemen, it's time to talk about it. How are we feeling about this? Mike and I talked about it a little bit this morning. Mike, you've been on a couple of other places. I'm going to let B-Will get off on his thoughts first. (laughs) uh, Because Mike has had a couple of opportunities to talk about this. But B-Will, how are you feeling about Auburn versus Texas A&M right now? I have no idea. I feel nothing. We don't know enough. Nothing. We haven't seen enough. We saw A&M get shredded by a, a Miami pass game, and we've seen our pass game struggle. You would say that's that's a, a loss for us, right? Because we don't have the thing that's their weakness. Then I saw Peyton Thorne actually look like he was coming together on the ground and in the air the second half of the game. And I say, oh, well, I don't know. We might have it. Then I look at Texas A&M's third down defense, and I say, ooh, they might be pretty well put together when it comes to getting that stop. And then I look at their schedule and say, yeah, but I don't know, because they played two teams. They're absolutely awful. They played a uh, Miami, and Miami didn't really get stopped. <laughs> they put up they put up 40-some points. So, I mean, hey, how good is your third down defense? You get now scored like that. So, um, I don't know what to make. On, they just scored on first and second down. They weren't worried. Yeah, like, we ain't going to get third down. 40-yard bombs? <laughs> let's, let's get it. So I don't really know what either one of these teams are. That's the problem. We don't know what these, either one of these teams are. We talked about it on Sunday, and I said it then. I'm even more confident now. The, the things started looking like they were coming together on Sunday for our offense. I feel like we should have seen that on uh, two, a week ago, a week and a half ago at Cal. That was the weekend to have a work in progress looking like things were starting to come together. Not Sanford, because we can't make anything of that against Sanford. They were always going to be overpowered. I don't know how good or sound they are defensively to be able to measure our offensive output against Sanford. So I can't say we're definitely on the right track. I can say we look better, but we should look better 
against somebody who's less talented than we are. Mm-hmm. So what do I know about our offense for sure? That Peyton Thorne's going to start, that he may be prone to making mistakes. I don't know much more than that. I know that A&M hasn't really run the ball well. I don't know if it's because they don't want to, because they're trying to get their, their past game reps against cupcakes like we tried to do last week. What's the reason they haven't run well? Is their offensive line not that good? Is it that they just really like Wegman or Bobby Petrino's just pass kind, it's, kind of, it's kind of a Bobby Petrino offense, honestly. Okay. So there are a lot of reasons why, but we still don't know who they are in the run game, really. Texas, uh, not Texas, I keep saying Texas saying them. Miami kind of forced them to pass when they started putting up so many points. And so they weren't going to just be able to pound the rock anyway. Time was a factor. You got to pass the ball. They weren't able to do it well enough to get back in the game. I think this is going to be a dogfight. I think this is going to be a very, very close game. And I have no idea who's going to win it. (laughs) Because we don't know who these teams are. We don't know. We don't know yet. Three weeks, two cupcake games for each team. We have no idea who these teams are yet. So I'm going to just assume that Auburn wins. Because I am a homer. I am a homer Simpson. I am homer. (laughs) I'm going with Auburn. All right. Not mad at that at all. Like I said, Mike G, you've had your opportunity to speak on this a few times. But hey, listen, maybe someone has not heard your thoughts. Thoughts on this game, Texas A&M welcoming the Tigers into College Station. I'll approach it from a different standpoint. I I, I think we know who Texas A&M is, right? Their team is going to throw the ball and they're going to put the game in Connor Wegman's hands. That's what they've shown. Right. The, the 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 Miami game, a lot of the hubbub about the Miami game, I think, is over. That, that game was pretty often offensively. That game was pretty evenly matched. Right. The, the score was 26 to 31 at the end of the third quarter. They out like Miami outgained Texas A&M by what, 18 yards in that game. <laughs> you know, through the air, they were evenly matched on the ground. They outgained Miami by 20 yards. You know, turnovers certainly hurt them. <laughs> In this one, but I think we know. I think we know who Texas A&M is, right? They've got a ton of talent, right? They've got two really good receivers. Um, you know, I, I, I do. They do. Have, they are a little banged up. I'm not sure that's being talked about enough, right? Like they do have some. They are facing some injuries. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I think they know who they. I think they know who they are and what they want to do, right? Now, what sucks for them is is that it may, it's going to be strength on strength. When they play Auburn, their passing game versus our pass defense, to me, is the key to the game. Because Auburn, to win this game, is going to have to hold them, I think, below 24 points. Mm. I don't think Auburn can win a shootout right now at Texas A&M. I don't think this is going to be particularly high scoring. And what worries me even more is I'm not sure that Auburn has an identity on offense. I think that the quarterback experiment experiment for the first three games was to the detriment of this team, right? They spent the whole game against Sanford trying to get a, an experienced transfer quarterback settled. That blows my mind, right? Peyton Thorne, part of the reason you bring in Peyton Thorne is, is that he's supposed to hit the ground running, man. He was supposed to be starting at square three. The start of this season looks to me like he started at square one. And whether you want to put that on him or the coaching or the play calling, who knows, right? I'm not saying which one it is. I'm just saying who is Auburn on offense? I don't know who they are on offense. 
I'm not sure that they really learned anything on Saturday. Like, I'm not sure they got better due to the level of competition. I'm not sure they got better. Right. Uh, it looked like they were having tryouts at wide receiver on Saturday. They ran so many combinations out there. Now, they had some guys coming back from injury. This was just not where I envisioned them going into Texas A&M. So, you know, where I digress from where B is at, I, I think Texas A&M knows exactly who they are and what they want to do. Whether they can do it is another thing or not. But I would take, at, at, on, at, for this matchup this week, Texas A&M being at home and Auburn being on the road and how these seasons have started. I mean, they learned something about themselves in that loss to Miami. I think they learned exactly where they're at. And Bobby Petrino was, was cooking up something just for this. I'm a little shocked because B was real high on Petrino coming into the season. So this take on Texas A&M, I, I, it shocks me a little bit. I, I, I think we've seen enough of them know who they are. Uh, so I don't know who Auburn is just yet. And I'm happy to be wrong on this one. But I don't know what you see on tape that says Auburn's going to do what going into Saturday. I think that's an advantage. As about to, my, my point here is going to be a couple of things. What, what you, I mean, you do know who Texas A&M is, and, it has, and it's been underwhelming. So I think that Connor Wickman can throw the ball really well. But to your point, that strength on strength, I'm not as worried about that portion of things. And I think not know, for Texas A&M to come in not really knowing what they're going to face— is that's that's a dangerous proposition to go in there and say I have no idea what team I'm. How do you prepare for that? How is Texas A&M going to prepare for Auburn, an Auburn team that they don't have the first clue who they're going to face? You got to go back and well, look at I don't some know previous. That they don't have no no clue who they're going to face. If I think you that don't know who what their identity is, how does Texas A&M? Yeah, that, that's that, those are two those are two different things. When I say no identity, I'm saying I don't know. This team knows what they can do well. Uh, that's not advantage Auburn, man. That's advantage Texas A&M when you go in not knowing what you can actually do well versus a Power 5 opponent. I mean, how we would know they what know they what can, they can do well against We know what five. they can do well versus a Power 5 opponent. They passed the ball at a pretty high level. They went 8 for 18. I mean, they killed Miami on third downs. Like, you know, we got to see them tested versus a Power 5 opponent. We have not mm-hmm. really seen Auburn do anything efficiently versus a, five, a Power 5 opponent. So... Well, you know, I when I say way. no, when I say no identity, I'm not talking about scheme and all that stuff. I'm talking about what does this team do well offensively? Really? So, OK. And so I, I hear what you're saying. I'm still going to disagree and say that I think Texas A&M is going to have a difficult time trying to figure out how because Auburn hasn't looked the same game to game. So that's going to be difficult for you to say, all right, well, we got to figure out. Who we're going to stop? We're going to stop their run game. Well, they haven't been running the game particularly well, but you know they have really good running backs. Well, we're going to have to stop five because he's going to get a lot of catches. Well, they've still got other guys that they could get the ball to that they haven't been throwing the ball to that are super talented. I think Auburn is going to look drastically different week to week, and it's going to be difficult for anybody to just say, this is how you stop this Auburn football team because they've got the options to be able to do those sorts of things. Now, again, I'm not saying that you're wrong about Auburn's offensive identity to this point in the season. I actually agree with you. There is nothing that says that's the fingerprint of this offense. Run the ball in this way. This is where we, you and I part ways. I do think you learned something from that Sanford game. I think you absolutely learn how you're able to run the RPO offense, which is what I wanted to see, regardless of what 
the level of competition is, you have to run it. That's why I think it was stupid for Bama to go out there and just basically say, all right, well, we're going to throw a different quarterback out there. How is Jalen Milrow going to get better sitting on the bench? Right. Like, you don't just give reps to somebody else just for the heck of it. I thought that was stupid. Right? I get you want to stick it to the fans. Go out there and run your stuff with the guy that you want running that stuff and give him an opportunity to prove it. The quarterback and wide receiver dynamic has to get better. I think it got a little bit better during this game. You saw more opportunities for wide receivers to get the ball in RPO situations. You saw Peyton Thorne able to deliver the ball more accurately, not perfect, but more accurately in that game. And you saw them being able to establish themselves as a team that has a threat Whether he's going to run for a hundred and something yards, that's not going to happen. But a threat for Peyton Thorne to be able to pick up yardage with his legs, you have to at least respect it, whether you feel like he can outrun your... I just watched, again, I've been watching a lot of film. I just watched UL Monroe's quarterback break off a 40-yard run against Texas A&M last week. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not with you on that. I don't think Peyton Thorne's going to do anything close. I don't think there's anything. I'm that not they're saying going he's to going respect. to do anything close I, to that. I, I don't. I don't think that they have to respect it. I, I think that you're 100 percent athlete wrong. on athlete. That's not going to happen. He's not going <laughs> to have 11. He's not going to be the lead rusher in this game. That's why I say you know, nobody Oregon, said that. Sanford, that's not. Right? I literally like, said that's not the Sanford case. What he did was 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 none of that was real. None I, of that I, was real. I like, literally said that's not the case though. Was that? So the stat sheet said it, the, those were actual yards. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, sure. But Man, I literally Sanford, said I don't expect for, Peyton Thorne to run for 100 yards. So how are you, right, yeah. how but, are you but, rebutting but, but, that point with right, what right. I said? I, you know, but again, when you're talking about the threat of him to run, right, mm-hmm. he's, not a, he's not a threat to run versus Texas A&M. He's, Incorrect. He's not. He's not correct. Yeah, we yeah we can incorrect. agree to disagree with on that one. I'm I'm just telling you, I don't know. You're going to respect it. They're going to they're going to contain him in the pocket, and they're going to force him to beat them with his arm. That's that's what's on tape, right? Make okay. this quarterback beat you with his arm. Whether he can do that or not, I'm not saying whether he can or not. I'm just saying I have not seen anything on tape that suggested versus this level of competition that that gives me a high level of confidence that that's going to be the case regardless of the scheme. Right? How much like, of Texas A and M have you watched? I've watched enough. I've watched enough to know that these are going to be much better athletes than they've gone against. And I don't think they've improved that much from Cal to now. I don't. I don't, I don't think they've improved that much from Cal to now. So I'm you, not high on his game. I'm just not I, high on his game. I understand that, but I'm, I'm trying to understand your points because the points that you're making don't align with the actual facts of what's happened in, in any game at all. You're saying Peyton Thorne is not a threat to run the football. That is that is not factually against the, not 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 against this team. Factually I don't think. And not incorrect, Saturday. Mike. Well, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to run for a one hundred on Saturday. On I Saturday, you're you. projecting what what's happening. I don't care about any no, of that. I'm not. I, I don't care about any of that. I'm telling you on Saturday, but you're wrong. he's That's not, not a okay. Well, statement. then I'm wrong. I'm telling you. I don't care if I'm wrong. I'm telling you that what's going to happen would be right after Saturday. We're not going to see Peyton Thorne carry the ball very much on Saturday. And maybe that's what they're going to they're, they're, they're carry on, right? But that's why I keep saying we didn't learn anything against Sanford. None of that shit was real, man. It wasn't. This is going to be a much more athletic team that they're going up against. And I don't see Auburn doing anything. Uh, doing anything like If they play like they did on Saturday, they're going to get beat by two touchdowns easy in this game. If they play like they did on Saturday in College Station, they're going to get by two, beat by two touchdowns easy. This won't yeah. be this won't be a game going into the fourth quarter. 
Now, I'm so, not, that's not that's not to say that they're not going to improve. I'm saying like I just have not seen anything that suggests that Auburn is going to be able to play to a level on the road in College Station that this is going to be competitive going into okay. the fourth quarter. So, so I, I, every time I start to talk, you you try to just jump in and 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 negate what I'm saying. You're not hearing what I'm saying though because it's it doesn't agree with what you're saying, and I get that. It's not factual that Texas A&M is going to stop Peyton Thorne from gaining five yards on a run. Like, that's just not, again, I never and I will not ever say I think Peyton Thorne's going to run for 100 yards on Texas A&M. He doesn't need to. He doesn't have to do that in order for him to be effective as a runner. You just got to go pick up a five-yard first down every now and then. So that's number one. Number two, to say that you learned nothing or they're not better from what you saw in Sanford, that negates the fact that he actually had some sort of chemistry formed with the wide receivers. That matters. That matters whether it's against elite competition or not. If a guy's open and you hit him, then that is chemistry which, being which, formed. Which receivers did he form chemistry with on Saturday that he All didn't already them. have? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're building on previous chemistry or you're building chemistry with new receivers. That's that's kind of irrelevant. And again, you're saying that after watching. So you watched the the, the Louisiana Monroe game for for Texas A and M. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. So you saw their quarterback, who is equally as athletic as Peyton Thorne, break off long runs in that game, and you're telling me Peyton Thorne has no ability to do that. I'm not saying he has no ability. I'm not. I'm saying that it's not likely that he's going to do that on Saturday. No, I don't. I don't think it's likely that he's going to do that. So it's likely for UL Monroe to do it, but not. I don't. I don't, I don't think it was likely for UL Monroe to do it. But it he happens, did it. Ike. It happens. Things Correct. happen, man. UMass broke off a run. You're talking about one play. I'm talking no, I'm about talking the entirety of a game. I'm talking about I'm the entirety of a game. Play, though. Right. That's Payne what Thorne. I'm, what I'm saying is, Payne Thorne as a runner is not a serious threat in this game. Coming Saturday. It's just not. He's going to have to beat them I with his arm. Right, well, that. But that's the point I'm making. That's but the you, exact point I'm making is that him as a runner is not a threat to this game. Who is saying that, though? Who well, says— You can't bring in up some run that he that some random quarterback broke off. I'm not saying he, he he can't get a big play here and there. I'm talking about in terms that's all of the I'm overall that's all I'm saying he needs game to do. plan. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's—I don't think that that's going to be relevant at all in this game. I don't think it's going to be relevant. I think that they are going to play to stop the run, and they're going to force Payton, whether it's him carrying the ball or Damari or Jarquez, and he's going to have to win this game with his arm offensively. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I've, that's, but that's, I, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Never he's going to win the game with his uh, offensively. I don't I've never think, said anything other than I don't than think that, Auburn no. matches up well offensively right and now to provide the type of run, whether it's the quarterback or anybody else. That's it. Okay. It's the only point I'm making. And I'm and, and and what I was saying about Sanford was again a lot of what they did, right, isn't going to matter versus versus Texas AM. Mm-hmm. What I don't think it's gonna matter. The same guys got the same targets on Saturday. Jay Fair had seven receptions for 93 yards. Fairweather. We've seen that. We've seen that for three games. All this chemistry that you're saying that he developed with the wide receivers, I'm looking at the stat sheet, and I'm just like, where? Okay, so again, you're you, you can't you can't really have that both ways, right? You are you're, you want to say that these anecdotal things don't matter when it comes to Peyton Thorne running. That's not going to matter. He doesn't need to if he's not a 
threat as in he's going to break off 100 yards in the game, then it doesn't matter. But then you're saying the chemistry that he builds with receivers, even though it's a small you amount. You brought up chemistry. <laughs> I know. You're okay. You're, you're arguing both sides of, a, of different points, but you can't have it both ways is my point. Anyway, uh, let's move on. We'll get into the comments. Auburn loses by 10. Prepare yourself emotionally, chat. (laughs) Auburn loses the game by 10 points. (laughs) We appreciate everybody for jumping in here in the conversation. Um, Let's see. We got a super chat here from Auburn Dad who says, Mike, let's hope A&M thinks like you do and we burn. I'm happy to be wrong about this, by the way. The the uh, the great part about booging is is that when you anti-boog, you're happy to be wrong, right? Like, so you, I won't come on this show and sweat one tear of Auburn wins. Oh, no, Auburn didn't win. Oh, my God. I will play both sides of that coin. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, let's see here. What uh, We got a lot of comments in here. People agreeing, disagreeing. Uh, I didn't. I didn't mark any of those. Be <sighs> will. While you was off screen, you could have been marking some comments, man. Oh, my I just, bad, man. I was. I was really enjoying this. I'm sorry. I was really enjoying. Mess, you messed up the screen ratio. You got to work, bro. You can't just be sitting here being an observer. I know this boy just took a break. Chris Brown <laughs> says he has a hundred dollars that says Mike G is right. Uh, like, listen, man. I'm, listen, I know th- there's there's two types of fans here to start the season, right? There is the overly optimistic, right, and there's the you know the the pessimists. Right. And I like I'm lean, coming into this game. I'm leaning more toward the pessimist side. Right. Based on what we've seen in the first three games. Right. And, that, and that's what my pick reflects. I'm just a little bit more pessimistic about Auburn's chances. And if this game were in Auburn, I might feel a little differently. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, the way this set up, I expect I expected more out of this offense through three games of the season. And it's not to say that they can't make a big jump on Saturday. They can certainly make a big jump, and everything I can say could be right. Right? We may see something we've never seen before, and it might look well oiled and well tuned. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think I said that either. Like you, you're not hearing anything. I'm, saying, I'm not. Unfortunately, say, that's okay. Drake uh, right. Barefoot <laughs> said Peyton Thorne won't need to run. ATM secondary sucks, and Peyton Thorne will eat it up. We'll see. Uh, let's see. I don't know why I agree that their secondary sucks. <laughs> I love y'all, man. Love uh, y'all. Ed Darby says he doesn't have to be a serious threat to run. <laughs> Tim Monk says we need Jazzy with a distraction challenge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, we, we're allowed to get on here and not agree on everything, y'all. Nothing's <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> they think uh, I'm gonna come over to Ike House and poison this coffee. Yeah. I don't even drink coffee, so you just be poisoning the Don't go rough the shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fortunate Degree says his running ability is a threat, though. So here's a question I have for you guys, and we're gonna get to our drawing here in just a minute. How much do you think Robbie Ashford plays in this game? I like have, if you get I, a, a snap count, just how many snaps do you think Robbie Ashford's gonna get in this game? If it's a, if it's a close game. If this is actually a game going into the fourth quarter, I'm going to say less than five. Mm. Right? Now, here's what, (laughs) if we did learn anything from Saturday, it's that they're committed to Peyton Thorne as quarterback. As QB1. They're committed to Peyton Thorne. So they stopped the QB switch stuff, and they, they were going to make sure that he settled in as QB1. 
And the game, Mike and I kind of argued about this at halftime. I felt like the way the game was going, I was like, well, you're not going to pull him out now. Like, you're not going to pull him out after halftime in this one. And he went well into the third quarter before we saw Robbie, I believe. When did Robbie go? Uh, yeah, it was third quarter before he came in the game. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was well into the third. He got a Thorne got at least two drives in the third quarter before they yeah, Robbie it. only came in that first time in the red zone again. His first appearance was that after correct. that long Peyton Thorne run where he almost scored, they got down to the one. Robbie right. came in on, on that and got the touchdown. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think that I, Hugh Freeze was asked this question in Impressor where he said, you know, Hey man, would, doesn't it make sense if you're trying to get a quarterback settled in to let one actually get settled in? And then Saturday, what did we see? We saw him stick with Thorne until Thorne got it or didn't get it. Now, I asked, pressed him on this on Monday and said, hey, can we expect you to continue this, what we saw on, on, you know, last Saturday, this Saturday? And he expressed faith in Peyton Thorne, but also said that the guy who does the job has to do the job well. Paraphrasing him, but he was like, listen, you, you got to do your job well. So if the game is going as close and Auburn, if the game is close, I don't, I, I, I don't think that it's going to matter whether Auburn is moving the ball offensively really or not. Like if it's a low scoring game, drag it out game, Thorne plays till the end. We might see a gadget here for Robbie or a red zone call to try to get a touchdown and create some parity. But I don't I I think maybe I, I will go less than seven snaps if the game is close. Right? If Auburn is getting blo- like if they're <laughs> if it's not going well at all and, and AM is pulling ahead. Then I, I think you might see Robbie by the second half. Like he, I think he will bench Thorne and he'll go with Robbie if AM is pulling away and it's not going well, right? But if it's a close game and, and Payne Thorne is maybe struggling a little bit, but Auburn is within striking distance, I think most coaches are inclined to stick with their guy and let them tough it out until the yeah, end of the game. That makes sense, unless they're just right. offensively like stagnant and you just need you know a yeah so thorn oh and this is barring thorn turning the ball over like four times or something crazy right like which is not unheard of yeah that, yeah like, that's really the worry yeah 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 if he's if he's not yeah so i should add that caveat if he's if they're not scoring but he's not turning the ball over they're gonna stick with thorn the entire game right if he is turning the ball over then you'll see him get pulled and robbie will get a significant amount of snaps in this in this game be Will, thoughts on that? For how many snaps you think Robbie gets this game? I was going to say 10. I think he gets double-digit snaps. If we don't have the utmost confidence in our offensive line versus their defensive line in short yardage or red zone situation, you put Robbie in because he's a difference maker. That doesn't mean that they're going to give Robbie the ball and say, hey, get a couple drives in. I don't think that happens unless, to Mike's point, things are going badly. I think what we've seen between Cal and Sanford is if, if, if Peyton Thorne starts making some mistakes, you have reason to concern. And it's not that he can't get it back together. It's just that I don't think you got that much time to let him dig a deeper hole before you make some changes. Now, to be fair, at Cal, they did. They put Robbie in at some times that really didn't make a lot of sense for what was happening in the drive to that point in the down and distance. And it didn't turn things around because 
there was no rhythm. Like, that's not where you start, Robbie, a third, third and four, and then a false start in third and nine. Like, that's that's not what you do, especially if you're not going to let him throw the ball. So they they let Peyton Thorne get his reps. He looked better eventually after he had gotten his reps and stayed in the game the whole time. But what's going to be, what is he going to do those first two, three drives? That's really it. I think that's the entirety of this game. What is he going to do those first two or three drives? And that's why I said coming in, I have no idea what to expect from this guy as a starter because he's made significant mistakes every time he set, set foot on the field for Auburn. Significant mistakes. And we're finally playing somebody. Well, not, where it yeah, matters. not in the first game, but the the next two games for sure. No, we didn't have okay. any turnovers against UMass. So Okay, that's right. We did, we did, we did. So I, I don't know that we have a reason to expect. One thing we I think we can expect, and this is something that we haven't been able to expect in a long time. What I don't think is going to happen is that we're going to bang our head against the wall doing something that's not working repeatedly. Now, that's a difference I can say between this year and last year. We've heard Hugh Freeze talk about how he likes to go save some things for the second half. I got, you know, if it's some stuff we see, we like to have a better game plan in the second half, save some of that stuff for then. What that means is I don't think we're going to just get, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't. The question will come down to, as it probably will for the rest of the year, if Peyton Thorne is a starter, can he execute the game plan soundly? Because for the for once, I have faith in the game plan, in, in the coaches on offense. Can he execute it without messing us up and putting us in the hole? We'll see.